I remember when we first talked about doing a podcast, I was kind of like, well, where do we start? Then I reached out to a friend who had been doing it and he referred me to Anchor. So first thing I was like, it's free? And he was like, yeah, it's free. And then the second thing I realized that you don't have to have a recording studio. You can do the podcast from anywhere that you want. Uh, they have all kinds of creation tools and you can record, you can edit, and you can do it all from either your phone or your computer. But one of the best, best things for me was when it came to distribution. I was really worried about that, but Anchor actually distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places, so it makes it super, super easy for you. Plus, you can make money. You don't have to have a minimum amount of listeners, and it's just kind of like having everything that you need for a podcast all in one place. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcasts. Hey. Hey, girl. What's up? Not that, dude. I feel like shit, man. Why? <laughs> Remember how I told you a few weeks ago on our last podcast that uh, it was fat kid season? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I took it a little too far <laughs> this year. <laughs> no, I actually feel you on that. Um, well, I mean, like, how do you, what do you mean, how do you feel? I just well, I gotta I gotta give a little bit of backstory if that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, fitness has been my life for fifteen, sixteen years now. About nine years ago, I um I ruptured my bicep. Remember, mm -hmm. I, I popped that fucker right off the bone. Mm -hmm. That's when you were giving me a hand job, right? Exactly. <laughs> I went a little too hard that day. I hadn't <laughs> seen you in like a month. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was working out and popped my bicep. The reason I bring it up is it could be prior to that, it was to me it was all about heavy lifting and I just wanted to be big, right? Like mm -hmm. I just wanted. So I think at the time, but you've always had this thing. I've always told you, I'm like, dude, you look great. You just have this thing where you feel like you're not. It's not good enough. Oh yeah, always, always. But back then, prior to um, rupturing my bicep, I was pushing like 220. Of fucking muscle right so i was big for, oh that's how much you weighed yeah oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah i'm sorry i yeah. weighed 220 pounds right right of muscle and i'm a, I'm a small framed person you've seen my dad you know what my dad's we're a small framed family mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so to keep 220 pounds of muscle dude i was eating nine ten times a day you remember the regimen in high school you look like uh Mag was it magwai that's <laughs> oh, the guy from right from uh, from the jungle book yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole <laughs> yeah so i had so i just i had to keep eating to stay that big anyway i ruptured my bicep i lost all this weight i tried to put the weight back on 10 months later when when my bicep healed and because i had to have that crazy surgery where they went in and they um they had to attach the, the muscle back to the bone and so i said okay i'm gonna go back to that but i started realizing in the process of losing that muscle um weight and weight in general I started feeling better, right? Really? I started feeling lighter. I was uh -huh. a little more agile. So I said, all right, I'm going to try to back off on that and not try to push for 220 because I hated eating fucking nine times a day. Right. 
then I found like two years later, I found intermittent fasting. And I, anyway, I, my body likes 198, right? So I usually stay around 195, 198. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring it up is because right now I weighed myself yesterday. Yeah. I've wrecked it so hard. I weighed in at 211 yesterday. <laughs> wow. We're like, that's really close. So before the holidays, I was at like 213. Yeah. I've, I've stayed at two. So when I met Daniela, mm-hmm. I was 175 pounds. I remember those, those cute <sighs> shoulder muscles. I used to stare at that picture all the time. <laughs> but for over the last, actually, the and I think I've told you this before, like, so I gained essentially close to like 40 pounds yeah. over the course of our almost eight year marriage now. Yeah. Um, but 20 of those pounds were gained over the pandemic. Yeah. So the 20 was like literally seven years. And right. then the last year was like 20 pounds or during the two, 2020. Um, but I'm afraid to weigh myself right now. Cause yeah. I've, yeah. I've, well, I didn't gain, it's, it's not all fat. Right. So what I, what I did was is I said, okay, <clears throat> if you know anything about fitness or nutrition, I said, okay, I'm going to be having all these calories. I'm going to have all this fucking energy from all these carbs and all this sugar. And so I'm going to use it to my advantage. So though I let go of the diet, I'm still working out every day. But what I started doing is, is I went back to heavy lifting the past four, like it's almost been four or five weeks now. Uh-huh. So instead of just like keeping up the same routine and doing whatever, I said, I'm going to use this to my advantage and I'm going to try to put some muscle oh, okay. size on. That makes sense. So I've been just lifting heavy, like well, heavy for me. Right. 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 So I just kind of try to trick the body, Which right? makes you bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, I got all this shit in me. I'm fucking energetic from eating carbs upon carbs and right. laced in sugar. And right. So I've just been lifting heavy. So I'm trying to... But now it's like the holidays are over. I go back to work Friday night. The shenanigans are done. Mm-hmm. But I was telling Dina last night, I was like, or was it the, the day before? I said, you know what? I've been hitting this shit so hard. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm already getting withdrawals just thinking about it. Right. Like, that's how bad I've been hitting right, it. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Not thinking about Friday night going back to... um not eating for 20 almost 24 hours and you know my normal routine is like i don't know if i want to do it (laughs) yeah you know um i've i've been pretty bad myself but it's it's funny you bring that up because so a little bit of backstory myself Mm -hmm. when i was fit i was training i was doing boxing and all that i mean i was working out seven days a week like three hours a day you were going for these crazy runs i remember yeah yeah oh man I, i felt like a million bucks yeah um, so I'll try to spare a lot of the details, but remember I injured my, my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I started trying to figure out, you know, obviously your first thought is boxing. You're throwing a lot of punches, right? Again, sparing the details turned out to be, um, I ended up had nothing to do with Dang. the physical part. Yeah. It had to do with, um, the fact that I was drinking diet soda. And you love diet soda. Yeah. So here's here's funny, the funny thing. So two weeks ago, literally the day after Christmas, sent my wife, again, being a fat kid, I, sent, I told my wife, I want Dr. Pepper. <laughs> right? But her being her, she gets the Dr. Pepper Zero. Yeah. Right? I, I, dude, I love it. I love it, right? Ugh. But I haven't, I have not had aspartame in years. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <clears throat> so she tells me, once she realizes what she got, she's like, you better not touch it, blah, blah. So I ended up sneaking one. I ended up touching it and I, I, I drank one. You can never stop yourself from touching it, man. I know. <laughs> but, 
dude, two weeks now, my wrists, my shoulders, my yeah. ankles are in just constant pain as yeah. a result. So people might think that's crazy because I remember one time, I remember I was younger and I remember hearing a mom yell at like her kid for getting like a diet soda. Mm. We were, I was at a Taco Bell or something and the kid was getting diet soda and she was like, what are you doing? Like, you need to get regular soda, not diet soda. That aspartame is so bad for you. And I remember thinking, like, at the time, like, the other thing has sugar. Like, yeah. that's bad for you. Yeah. No, now in hindsight, and I remember, like, getting annoyed with the lady. In hindsight, she was right. Like, if you're going to, like, go, like, your best bet is to just go straight sugar. Oh, absolutely. That aspartame is terrible. It's a chemical. Absolutely. And I say absolutely, but I contradict myself because, again, after the holidays, I, I no longer will touch a soda, right? And I don't drink. I haven't been drinking a lot of soda. What's been hitting me hard is the cookies and shit. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Well, I've been eating freaking meat and cheese. Not a lot of meat, but mostly like cheese. Yeah. Which again, I'm supposed to be vegan. I do. I'm <laughs> nowhere near vegan in the last two weeks. <laughs> God bless Christmas, man. Um. <laughs> But so I, I I mainly drink water, right? Right. Going forward, it'll be just water. But when I do have to have something, I love iced tea. Mm. But I'm not going to do sugar, so I put sweet and low, mm, which yeah. is terrible. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have to. <laughs> you know, the reason I've been eating so much cheese is because it's amazing. We, well, <laughs> we knew that Daniela's parents and brother were going to come over, mm-hmm. and so what we try to do is we, you know, we, we understand that not everybody's vegan. So we try to accommodate for everybody. Right. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, instead of buying one of those, um, what do you call it? Those like cheese trays. I was like, let's just buy the block of cheese and cut it ourselves. Charcuterie board. Yeah. Well, we put all the cheese out in front of her family and they were like, Oh, we don't eat cheese anymore. Oh shit. <laughs> so we had like, <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't, I'm not a wasteful person. I was like, it's Dude, Christmas. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, I ate so much cheese, cheese for days. But what ended up killing me the most, man, I'm telling you, was, was the diet. One. And it was just one. It was just one. <clears throat> and I, like, my wrists are killing me. My ankles at night, if you were to get like a, a, a pan, a cooking pan when you're cooking yeah. and put that pan to your ankle, that's what my ankles feel like. It's crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. That is so weird. Yeah. And it was just one. And it was just one. Every once in up. a while, I've <clears throat> tested the waters, and I'll drink one, and it's the same thing every single time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's strange, dude. Mm-hmm. And you haven't even gone to the doctor for that, right? You just figured it out on no, your no, own? No, no, no. Actually, I did. So what, one of the things the doctor told me was, you need to start keeping a log of what you're eating, because it could be connected to has it's having something to do with your nerves and it's it could be connect because they were testing me for multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. right yeah ms because it's very similar to the symptoms of ms yeah. and so they told me in the meantime while you're getting tested start keeping a log of what you're eating the thing that popped up the most was diet soda and this was your healthy time right when yeah you were that's when i was like super super healthy and so because um, prior to that you weren't drinking diet soda right oh I've, I've been drinking diet soda since i was a kid no but i'm saying like that where you had to swap over to nothing but diet soda no i think i drank i've always my whole life drank diet soda more than anything else really yeah and so sure enough uh i think it was my doctor 
he says, check this out. I think it was him. And he shows me an article that says uh, multiple, multiple sclerosis is linked to diet drinks. It's like, what? And so there's a lot of studies you can actually find them where they connect people actually getting multiple sclerosis as a result of drinking too many um, artificial sweeteners. Holy shit. Um, and if not, at the very least, having what I had where it's like you're getting the symptoms of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, when I started to realize like, dang, I'm drinking a lot of diet soda, I started to kind of eliminate certain things in my diet to see how my body would respond. And the moment I eliminated uh, diet soda, everything went away. Yeah, I remember that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is weird. So, if you have random ailments and you don't know why, and you drink a lot of diet soda, just stop. See what happens. But I'm a I'm a big go big go home type of gal, anyways. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you if are. I, if I if I'm gonna do it, if I'm gonna cheat on my diet, I'm going all the way. There's yeah. no fucking around, and I'll sprinkle. No, it's well go time. When I said I eat I eat meat, I actually didn't eat meat. I ate um, fish. So mm. I cooked on two different occasions, actually on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. I cooked uh, salmon, which was really good because I'm really good at cooking that stuff because that's what I used to eat a lot of, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I thought like, oh, I should try a steak, but no, I can't bring myself to do it. To cook it or to eat it? To both. I just it grosses me out. You Even the it. thought, which is weird because man, I used to be the biggest meat eater. <laughs> <laughs> you still are. What do you mean you used to? Why do you think we started this podcast late? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how like for example, I used to, <laughs> I used to like hot dogs. <laughs> used to. This guy. <laughs> So I'll never forget when I first stopped eating meat about a year after, you know, when I was, I was a teacher and, um, we had a little dance for the kids and the food was hot dogs and nachos. And I remember walking into the gym and I was like, why does it smell like piss? (laughs) I was like, what the, it smells like piss. What's going on? Like, are the kids pissing? What's all I kept smelling was this smell of piss. It was the hot dogs. I would have never noticed it though. Like I used to love, I, I mean, I always like I'm a hot dog bratwurst. I used to be a hot dog bratwurst type of guy. <laughs> used to. <laughs> now I like the native dogs. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, anyways, that's what's happened to me now. Now, when I smell any type of meat, it smells um, really off to me. Um, and then when I do eat it, even like the salmon, even though salmon's technically healthy, I start feeling like shit, man. I start feeling like complete crap. I get headaches, my stomach. So everybody thinks that, oh, uh, you don't get enough protein when you're vegan. Bullshit. You get far enough protein, right? Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening, like me, you know me, I've had digestive issues my whole life. Yeah. My digestive we issues. We had a whole podcast on it. Yeah. <laughs> my digestive issues. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> um like I have absolutely no digestive issues when I'm vegan. Yeah. The moment I I eat dairy or I eat meat or anything, like I feel like complete shit. It even disrupts my sleep. Like really? I get insomnia. It's so weird, man. It's so weird how my body reacts. Now, I don't think everybody's gonna react that way. Right. Yeah. I think everybody's yeah. different. But for me personally, whatever reason, um, actually even Daniela too. I think that's why it works out great. 
whenever we have said like, oh, let's get a burger or whatever, dude, we 24 to 48 hours of just feeling like complete and absolute shit. That is weird. And it's not mental. It's like, I don't even think twice about it, right? Like whatever, dude, then it's like. And what I what I find out weird about this, because I've, I've told you I'm, I'm going to attempt veganism, right? But I told you to me, you know, coming from, you know, the health fitness background, and as I just said a little while ago, you go big or you go home. Right. I'm not going to just fucking cut out meat. Like, I'm going straight vegetarian. Like, to me... Vegetarian or vegan? Vegan, sorry. Yeah. To me, cutting out the meat is not the bad part. Right. Morally, for me, it's the bad part. Right. But I'm not going to cut out meat to say I'm going to be well, healthy. Well, morally for you, it's the good part. Huh? Morally for you, it's the good part. Yeah. Because you, you're an animal guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... To me, I'm not going to cut out the meat that supposedly, I don't, I don't want to say supposedly because, like you said, p- people are different, right? However, right. It rea- however people react. But supposedly the meat's the bad part. Right. But if you're doing it to be healthy, but you're eating a shit ton of carbs and white bread and mm-hmm. starches. Mm-hmm. And, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going all the way. Right. Pure fucking vegetables. I just, I, I'm scared. The thing is, is that when people, okay, so... I've done pescatarian. Mm-hmm. I've done the the low carb thing, the no carb thing. I've done vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I've done. I even almost went full carnivore at one point because mm-hmm. I've always experimented with my body and stuff. Health. I experiment with your body. <laughs> <laughs> um, and going vegan is the only thing that's ever worked for me. Right. Now. The beauty of it, though, is that it took me a long time. So I've only technically been vegan for two, maybe three years. And I feel, and I even hate saying that now because I just ate a bunch of cheese and stuff, you know, and salmon. Yeah. But I try to stick to a a, a, a vegan diet as much as possible. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's the only thing that has ever worked for me to make me feel normal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Because of your your issues, your your thing with that, yeah. your, your body reacts differently too. Which again, and 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 a lot of people have had this conversation. Um, I really think it connects to blood type. Um, yeah, oh, a, absolutely. There's that big argument that yeah. it's blood type. Some people do do better. Like freaking like Joe Rogan talks about. Oh, I eat elk and carnivore and blah blah blah. Like, dude, one thing he never focuses on is just because that works for you doesn't mean it's the same for everybody doctors even that come out and say like and i'm not a doctor right but i mean mean, to me it's common sense and to me it's logical right just because you every for i get annoyed with anybody that comes out and says everybody should be vegan just as much as i get annoyed with anybody that says everybody should eat meat because it's like no it's not a one size fits all right it's dependent on each individual and for me like Saying to be vegan because of the animals is one thing. Right. I get that, right? Yeah. But not everybody has the same moral compass, right? Right. But to say to be vegan because it's going to make you healthier or feel better, I would never say that because you don't what know. I would say is is exactly what you and I have talked about is try it. Right. Try it and see if it works. If it does, great. If not, then oh well. So at least the first time you kiss a guy, you not you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> just gotta, you you just got to do everything at least do once. It. You got to do it, dude. <laughs> No, I agree with you. It's it's like um it's like training people. I never put people on my workout. I never put people on your workout. My si- everyone's body is different, and they're going to respond to everything differently. Mm-hmm. Weights are meant for some people. Cardio is meant for some people. Both is meant for some people. 
So it's never, it's like you said, it's not a one size fits all. Right. You know what I mean? And that's actually what made me a good teacher because I was one of the first teachers that that was my approach to teaching. Everybody was sitting there teaching the same thing. Everybody, all the kids are in a row. Everybody's learning the same thing at the exact same time. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Every single kid in here has a different way of learning. They're at different levels. Like everybody needs to have a catered plan specific to them. Right. And I think that is a, uh, I think that goes in many ways when it comes to your health, uh, when it comes to, you know, even your mental health, just everything. Like It's life, dude. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because you don't have to be a teacher to realize that. Right. Because at work, again, everyone knows what I do. It's very hard and you have to understand and you have to know what's going on. But though, ele- though electricity is produced in one fashion, there's different ways to do it and there's different ways to teach it. Right. right. And that's what I always argue with these people on. I'm, I have to, I live by the code of uh, learn one, see one, do one, teach one. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. So when I tell people, when they tell me, oh, well, I gave you the sheet yesterday and you should know this procedure. Motherfucker, I haven't done it, though. Right, right. I have to do it to know it. Right. That's to where another operator can be like, yeah, I read it, I got it. Well, good for him. I'm fucking different. Exactly. Like I always tell people, yeah. like, everyone is different, man. Right. On all aspects. Right. Everyone is different. Right. Like, I always tell myself, like, a lot of people want to say, like, you want to use the word smart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Smart is used, a college degree doesn't make you smart. Right. Um, a certificate doesn't make you smart. It's it's being able to retain that information and understand the information that makes you smart. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. You, and yeah, I, yeah. you and I know some people that are definitely not smart. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And like, it's not being a dick, but it's just, like, everything that I'm into, you can easily learn if that's what you were into. Right. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're smart in the things that you love because that's what you've dedicated your passion to. Right. To where... My thing is fitness and, you know, how much I love music and all that. It's like, but it doesn't mean I'm not smart enough to learn yours and you're not smart enough to learn mine. Mm-hmm. It's just how we go about it. Does exactly. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the thing is, is that I think our society has turned into this one-size-fits-all model. Right. Where everybody thinks that, but it's not. It's, it's all about the individual and it's all about, again, um, you know, people want to, I guess, naturally put themselves in a group. Right. Right. And, um, and I know this is going off on a weird tangent, but at the same time, when it comes to, um, I guess since we're going back to health, when it comes to health, like people will look down, people look down on me for, for being vegan. Hmm? It's weird, dude. Like people look down on me for being vegan. Like, I just want to go down on you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're vegan. That's so stupid. And did you know you, you don't get enough protein? And did you know that being vegan? And they try to throw all these facts of why like being vegan is bad. And it's like, my first question is, have you ever tried it? Right. Like, how can you talk smack about something that you've never tried? Yeah. Now, I can understand if you were vegan for a whole year, and after that year, you were like, vegan. being vegan sucks. Yeah. But at the same time, even then, you can't say, like, vegan sucks as a blanket statement. Veganism might suck for you, right. but do wonders for somebody else. Exactly. But it's just like... It's like, look at your dad, for example. Yeah. Look at how wonderful it's... That we know of so far. Right. Look how it turned him around. Dude. Well, not only that, man. Like, so one of the things, when I was a teacher, I always taught my students, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I've always talked to, um, 
I've always told my students, look, one of the most important things in my opinion in life is never listening to the haters, never listening to those that bring you down. Right. And talking about my dad, dude, everybody dude, since day one, since he was diagnosed with cancer, I even got into an argument with his therapist, not an argument, like a little like spat because he's going to feel like complete shit after chemo and it's going to do this to him and it's terrible. And he, and it's because he's, he's a certain religion that they don't do chemo. So he refuses chemo. And so he was trying to convince me that chemo was the devil and it was so bad and that my dad's better off not doing chemo. Well, my dad has thrived on chemo. My dad has done very, very well. And yes, I do attribute to his diet, some of it because, you know, feeding him vegan foods and all that. But at the same time, I think that's just a part of it. Um, but again, and my dad was terrified and he was terrified because of all the things that people were telling him. You're going to throw up for days. Yeah. You're going to be sick. You're going to, you're never going to be the same. And, and I told him, stop listening to what everybody's saying and wait to see how your body reacts to it. And, and so now yesterday him and I have had the conversation. So he's on his fourth cycle, Mm -hmm. third, uh, treatment of his fourth cycle. And he told me, he says, I feel amazing. Yeah. I feel amazing. He goes, it's not at all what everybody said it was. Right. And I was like, everybody's different, dude. Everybody's different. And that's life, man. Like, that's why I've always said, and I continue to say it and I'll say it for the rest of my life, dude. My mantra is I'm a stay in my lane type of dude, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, don't come down to me. I'm not going to come down on you. I don't care what you do. Right. Your shit, I don't lose sleep at night. If you lose sleep over what I do and what's making you mad, that's on you, my man. Right. I'm not going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not physically harming me exactly. or fucking ruining my life, right. I don't give a fuck what you want to drink your own pee. Go ahead. And and a lot of that comes from the this whole sky is falling mentality that yeah. people oh, have yeah. nowadays, right? Yeah. It's like everybody, it's doom and gloom. And, you know, even my dad, when he was, before he got sick, you know, him and I, we don't, we don't even have debates anymore because we're like, it's pointless. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy your time here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but we would have debates because he would tell me like, oh, you know, all this is happening and this is happening. You need to watch out and blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, ask me, you know, in your 73 years of life, has any of this ever affected you? What makes you think that now it's going to impact you? Right. Is it impacting you at this moment? No. Then why are we talking about it? Right. And it goes back to what you say, like it's this mentality of the sky is falling and everybody is like, but 95% of the stuff that's talked about is stuff that doesn't even impact you on a daily basis. Right. Like, so why are you even thinking twice about it? Exactly. You Dude, I, I debate no one because I don't care. I mean, there's few people in this world that their opinion matters to me. But even that, look, you hate Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> and I fucking love him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Who's Benjamin? <laughs> and why you, do you love him? Right? You're fixing to love him. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you see what I mean though? Like Yeah. Like if it has to do with our business or our band or our podcast, well yes, we're gonna talk and, and hash it out. Right, right. But if it's like, look, I'm a meat eater, you're not anymore. But right. we have we don't push it on each other. As a matter of fact, the funny thing the other day, that was like a week ago, Dina was like, Hey, um, when are we gonna do dinner with with Danny and Paul and I'm like you know I'm kind of struggling with that she's like why I said because what do we do I said Paul told me it's okay if we go to Ruth's Chris we'll find something for Danny to eat Mm because I know you can 
yeah. stomach meat if you needed to. Right. But I can't find it in my heart to do that to her. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, though I know she'll troop up and be like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. I'll figure it out. Right. right. I can't find it in my heart to take her to a steakhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just because I love you guys. I'm not going to. It's like with your apron. I bought, I found this beautiful one and I said, no, I'm not going to do it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, because I respect you guys. Yeah, yeah, I can't. yeah. Because, yeah. oh, so people know, like, you got me a non leather apron. Yeah. But, for, it, for but it's woodworking. Yeah. It's really nice. I love it. But it's got all the shit you need, right? Mm hmm. What well, I really love about it is it makes me look thin. <laughs> <laughs> look, right now, I need you to take off all your clothes, come back up here wearing nothing, <laughs> nothing but, the but the apron. apron. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, I mean. But, but what we're getting at is it's just fucking do you, man. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I try telling everybody at work. Just like, it's like, I love my job. Yes, at this point, <clears throat> it's a career, right? Because mm-hmm. I can, again, I've said it before, the amount of knowledge I have, I can go anywhere in the world. This is a career. But, you know, a lot of these dudes at work, they they live to work. I work to live, my mm-hmm. friend. I don't, right. <laughs> the first opportunity that comes that I can make six figures anywhere else and I don't have to do shift work, mm-hmm. like that. Exactly. You want to stay here. I'm fucking gone, dude. I'm fucking straight breezing out of here like a fart in the wind the minute I can. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, but don't what well, don't let me get you down. I still show up and I give you 100%. Exactly. You love it here, fucking have at it. Dude. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I think that's why I've done away with just regular primary jobs yeah. uh, other than teaching college. Um, yeah. I love that because they give me... You still me, do that. Yeah, yeah. And they give me all the freedom in the world. Yeah. It's just do your thing, man. And you're so at like, home. You get to do it from yeah, home. I get, yeah. It's, I run with it. And What about but, after... The, um, <clears throat> so you're not at home because of the pandemic. It started off like that, right? No, actually. So I started teaching at the college... Um, years ago yeah yeah it's been almost almost gonna be six years already yeah um but once you reach a certain level you're able to do both online Um, and in person um but then the pandemic happened and they completely got rid of the in-person and everybody was online but i was already teaching online classes so it was not a transition for me It it was easy yeah and Believe it or not, they actually pay you better to teach online than they do in person. Um, really? I, I love the teaching in person. There's something very therapeutic for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, just having those like, see, because I do like to debate, like not with you, but with like random people. And it's not that um, I like to I like argue. It's just that I like to guide people to their own answers and show them the light in certain yeah. instances. You know, That's I always I, uh, keep things neutral for oh, myself absolutely and, th- and that and to me that again i'm glad you hit the nail on the head when i choose do choose to debate people i'm always neutral right but i'm just that that's who i am in general you yeah. know what i mean it's right. like when people want to want to fight with me about politics because i guess i'm largely democratic but i see a lot okay i'm about to make people mad <laughs> ben shapiro mm-hmm. he's fucking hated right by democrats right because mm-hmm. he's a republican Political views, um, health issues. Yes, I understand the stupid points that he says, but there's a lot of shit he says that I'm like, dude, this motherfucker's right on the spot. Right. Because I could see black and white. I could see both sides. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then again, it, it's it's what speaks to you, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, like with my college students, it's all about questioning. Yeah. It's not about saying this is how it is. It's about questioning to get them to think at higher levels. 
Yeah. So it's like, okay, you think that, but why do you think that? Oh, I think that because of this. Okay, now I want you to to put that aside, and I want you to think about this. And how does that connect to this? And and so you're constantly pushing them to think at a higher level, constantly, constantly. Once they think they have the answer, you make them realize that they're nowhere near that answer. Yeah, and it forces people to to really analyze. And, and come to solutions that they would have never thought about before. And a lot of time, it, sometimes it actually changes their way of thinking. Yeah. And um, so as a college instructor, that's that's what I do and I love doing. And I'll never push my views or anything on anybody. Um, right. I, I, and, I, and I always respect everybody's views. Like, just because you think that way, um, cool, man. Like, yeah. what people don't realize is that the way we think, um, it's not just overnight we're we're that starts from day one when we're born and yeah. the way we're raised the culture that we live in the people we're surrounded by um what i do is i like to come in as an instructor because most of my students are military or veterans mm-hmm. because I, I teach at a college on a military base right so they come i love that though i love that because they come from all over the place yeah. you know i've even had students from international students everything um but they come from such diverse backgrounds that even hearing them speak about their own background makes people on this side who have never experienced and don't understand that culture or whatever, all of a sudden right. it exposes them to something they never knew. Right. And even that creates a shift in their thinking. And so, again, the whole reason I'm saying this is that going back to, you know, that's the only reason why I keep that job because I, I, I love those... Um, just everything that I'm able to do within that job. And I love the fact that I'm not micromanaged. I'm given the freedom to, yeah. to do it the way oh, I want to yeah. do it. And yeah, so yeah. I teach sociology and history courses. To you, that's not a job. Right. You know what I'm I saying? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get paid. I'm like, I get paid to do this? This yeah. is great. You love what you do. You never work a day in your life, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I'll never get rid of that, ever. That's why uh, I'm trying to push Tragic Landing to sign a contract. Whether Paul likes it or not, he would do it for me because he loves me. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that. So, we have a release date now. We have a release date. January 14th to everyone listening. Um, Paul found this cool... Uh, we want to explain that page that we got, that we that we just bought? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that I hate whenever you're marketing anything, mm-hmm. whether it be guitars or music or whatever, mm-hmm. there's so many links to so much crap now. It's like, oh, well, you know, like even the podcast. Our podcast is on Apple, Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on whatever, right? So... Um, normally people, you know, you might say Spotify, but they don't listen to Spotify, right? Well, anyways, so I created a page that, um, once the release comes out, it's Mm going to literally have every link to every place. Well, not every, but probably like 95% of them. Cause it's going to be, it's a lot of stuff. So that way people can go to that one stop shop and click on it and hear our music anywhere. Anywhere. Anything that our music is linked to. We have some oldies, you know, for people who are just tuning in or just found us we've been doing tragic landing for a long time Mm -hmm. we had a small hiatus um pandemic and you know life stuff just got in the way never forgot about the project so prior to the hiatus we um we had a lot of songs recorded Mm -hmm. ready to go shit happened we didn't push them out so we kind of sifted through everything paul and i sat down and said all right what do we want to keep so we have some oldies we got a a new song uh, one song that's never seen the light of day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got about six songs coming out in total, um, just to get the ball rolling. 
And these and these songs were never they were never released. Never. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. One of them for sure. Like they were put out there. Like we did little cheesy oh, yeah. videos for them, but they were never actually released. So this is so yeah. So and and even the sound quality when you listen to them, they're different from each other. Yeah. Which is why we named it uh, collections and singles, which I kind of stole from uh, Spirit Box, by the way. <laughs> Wow. You totally, you went from hating them to fucking ripping them off. Exactly. See how the world works? Which I never do, but I was like, that's freaking genius. Because I've always thought to myself, if you're going to release an EP, like mm-hmm. it needs to sound uniform. Yeah. But then I was like, if you just title it that, then it doesn't matter. You can just lump all, everything in there. See, and I'm backwards, man. Half and half again. Just put the fucker out. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dang, just put it out. Yeah, you always put it out. Yeah, I do. More than you know, my friend. <laughs> I'm a sure thing. I tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really excited about it just because it feels good after all these years actually releasing the stuff. And, you know, it's not stuff that I sit there and I'm like 100%, like I love it. Like, you know me, I'm a production person. I'm always like, I wish we could redo those, you know, whatever. But there's something satisfying about finally just like releasing it and putting it out there for people to listen to. you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I was supposed to send you the link to that... um, Gary V podcast that oh, I heard yeah, yeah, about yeah. don't yeah. stop fucking overthinking everything and just do it. Yeah. Because your time will pass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know well, I mean? That, I mean, I didn't listen to it, but I guess you saying that kind of inspired me to release everything that way. Yeah. Dude, I mean, what are we waiting on? Yeah. You know, it's it's never going to be, to us, it's our baby. It's R- never going to be perfect. Right. Listening to um, one song, again, I don't want to put too much out. I want kind of people to, you know. Appreciate the January 14th release date and go look for themselves. But you, you sent me one song that I I knew we had the music for. I right. forgot we had lyrics on it. Even me, I'm like, oh, dude, I wish I could do that bass line all over again. with such a good bass line. But you just, just kind of let it go. Yeah. It's already done. Right. Because if we do it all over, that you're looking at another fucking month until that shit's out. Oh, yeah, at least. Because by the time we get everybody in here, by the time we record it, schedules, and mm-hmm. it's done. We got to already just put it out. And so the hope is that that can kind of hold people over and give them uh, an idea of what we're doing Mm -hmm. with that project. Mm -hmm. Um, And then by the time they're sick of those songs, then we can release all brand new material. Yeah. We already have one in the works, right? Mm -hmm. We got the, um, the tracks laid on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, So now it's just building the foundation. And so we got another one in the works. Um, Like we could come together and write an entire, that whole album in like two days if we just, spent those two days together like and i mean like the whole band like yeah because we just it's so easy for us to write music together i love it It comes out so quick and so what people need to understand about this project is that this is the no holds barred project where it's Mm -hmm. kind of like it's the first time that i'm actually doing keys Mm -hmm. um we do electrical um components you Mm -hmm. know using the machine pad guitars it's really like that's where you you know you played the guitar that's half the hybrid guitar mm-hmm. hi- hybrid bass it's yeah, where I it's actually like got to do something other than bass is that? <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like our old projects like you fall into this pattern of well this is our sound this is what we sound yeah. like and when you divert from that people are like what are you doing yeah so with this one i think i think we kind of pride ourselves in the fact of like every song is different and written in a different yeah. way it's literally whatever comes out yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, everyone by now knows that you and I have such a huge musical palette. We're all over the place, so to, it's comforting to not have to sit down and be like, "Oh fuck, it's not heavy enough," or "Oh, it's not pretty enough," or "Oh no, it's just if we all like it, we all agree on it, we're gonna keep it." 
Yeah. No matter the sound. It could be heavy at times. It could be pretty at times. All electronic. Whatever. Right. right. It's just whatever comes out as long as we like it. And it's such a uh, stress-free way to work. Because before I would get very stressed out. Like, yeah. is it, it, does it sound like it's supposed to? Is it too much on this side? Are yeah. we like blurring genres? And like, it's a very stressful for me. And my OCD brain, mm. it's a very stressful way to work. Mm, child, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and with this, it's like, I, I feel comfortable just bringing whatever yeah. to the table, and I'm totally fine with it. What What I love most about that is the group of musicians we've chose to work with. Mm -hmm. We are literally all on the same page. Right. We all come from very different backgrounds, and we're all on the same page. Is if it comes out and it sounds good, great. Right. You know what? What's keeping me at rest is Texas Cutthroat, because right that that feeds my my heavy side. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I don't have to like say, oh, well, we gotta have to ha we have a we need a heavy song in Tragic Landing. What are we doing? Right, right. We right. love heavy music. Why can't we? You know what I mean? And that was the, the whole idea of that project. It was like again, it was like let's do something that's just balls to the wall heavy mm -hmm. where I can get that release right. because I love just writing good guitar riffs and we've talked about this before and sometimes in certain projects it was like oh no that's too heavy and i'm like i hate i hate those limitations you know yeah, yeah. but i find myself though with texas cutthroat at times like veering into the mellow side and i'm like oh it's too mellow and and, and you shouldn't because dude <laughs> heavy and mellow it's that's it's so we, we we mentioned these two bands a lot because so two of my favorite bands of all time like one of them is Sigur Rose oh yes and um, like Dillinger Escape so mm -hmm. we've talked about that a lot where we're like dude like our project should be a combination of Sigur Rose and Dillinger Escape Plan and what we mean is not sounding like them but what we mean is the extreme contrast between super ridiculously heavy and super ridiculously mellow like I'm talking. Very, very mellow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and um, like because people say heavy and and pretty or heavy and mellow, and they just think you know something with not no distortion and just no. I'm talking like for for those who have not heard Seagull Ross Rose Rose, Rose yeah, dude, incredible. Yeah, fuck. It. But it's like you're gonna be either sad or sleepy when you listen. To listen the music. to if you've ever seen the movie Vanilla Sky, the song that plays at the oh, very yeah. end. Yeah. It's probably the most popular and well-known song yeah. from them. But that's actually not even as mellow as most of their mellow stuff is. Oh, no. No. But yeah. They're, to me, one of the greatest bands of all time. Yeah. Like, in my top five, hands down. Absolutely. Probably, maybe top three. Absolutely. I agree. I'd say they're my top ten. Top yeah. seven. They they're, break the... But, yeah. They're one of my all times. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So... So yeah, with and so when we talk about that with Texas Cutthroat, that's why I kind of don't mind sometimes going, and I end up going to the weird dark electronic, yeah, but like weird heavy side, yeah. anyways. But what but I love anyways. about Texas Cutthroat is just I get to be the lead sc screamer. I have I have a hard pro hard time saying singer because I'm not singing, so right? Right. Even though that's you're the lead singer, right? Yeah. It's just weird to. I'm not singing. As long as you don't sound like uh, Chester Bennington, we're good, dude. Dude, we just had that conversation. <laughs> you make me so mad. Dude. So before we started the podcast, Adrian was getting upset with me because I was telling him my my, I I look, rest in peace, Chester Bennington. But I never liked the way you sing, sang, bro. Like I just, I never liked Lincoln Park 
for many reasons, mm-hmm. but w- what I was telling you and which you've known forever is I just cannot stand his, his voice. I, I've just, it's never been appealing to me. That's in- and it's like, it's like going back to Fever 333. I love that band, but his voice is actually reminiscent of Chester Bennington. And as much as I love that band, when he starts doing that stuff, I can't stand it either. Really? Yeah. That band can do no wrong in my eyes I, at all. That nasally, raspy, it just, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard. What I love so much about that band, though, now that, we, now that you brought them up, is I, I, I don't know that people don't know this, but for those who don't, they're like a true super group, right? Mm-hmm. Like they all come from these amazing bands that I fucking just love so much. The singers from Let, oh right right Let I, sorry I thought you were talking about Lincoln Park yeah no, yeah no, no. Fever oh, no, three thirty three yeah 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 their drummer Eric and from Night Versus mm-hmm. fucking incredible band literally the best drummer on the planet uh, in my opinion I agree with you yeah one hundred percent their guitar players from a band called the Chariot which by the way I I want to he was in a band called the Chariot the lead singers now in this other band that I want to feature on the Shet but dude they're fucking in- incredible. Right, but I don't want to do that one yet because I have my chat lined up for today. Mm. But anyway, the fever—they can't do any wrong in my eyes. You want to talk about an amazing live performance? But when, I think when we talk about live performance and how you shouldn't just stand there and we talk about all that stuff, if you want to see what we mean about a good live performance, watch them. Watch a video of Fever Three Thirty Three. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I couldn't do that to this right now. My, uh, my body would fall apart. You better start fucking doing some stretching, <laughs> some yoga, some panorama, some I, I, shit. I'm going to need like six months of intensive Whoa. hit training. Start now. Because <laughs> when Texas Cutthroat hits that stage, dude, <sighs> I'm going to kick you in the face. Like, I'm going to tackle you. It's going down, dude. Dude, I think about it all the time about how sore those guys must be every morning after a show I, i'm jealous I'm not, not only because of how much they move around but because dude i mean they're jumping into drum sets and they're jumping off of speakers and yeah. falling and yeah. cutting themselves and it's great because when i when we talk about again live performances that is the epitome of what a live yes. performance should be and you be. know what baffles me and it, i take it personal but like if they were to ever say they're looking for a bass player i would do everything in my power to put me in the forefront. I'd be, your, I'd be your bass tech, man. Live, live performance, you know, you've tooted your horn the past 20 fucking episodes. I haven't tooted mine once. Yeah. Live performance, it's my fucking jam. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I am love being fucking yeah. crazy live. You're really good at that. So if I were to put be put in any band, that's the band I want to be in. Because yeah. I know I would just mesh well with them. But you, that's a lot of cardio, though, man. I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> dude, when you're... Look... We've we've had the, this discussion, but for me, playing live in music it's an experience. It's like it's like a religion for me. Mm-hmm. Like I get when I'm in there, dude. I'm in the fucking zone, and it's game on. Right, right. I'm ex- I don't feel the pain. I don't like. I don't get tired. Nothing. Right. Because I'm just I'm in it. I'm possessed. You know what I mean. So on so, that note, as a matter of fact, something I was thinking about the other day that a band that we have not spoken of, which to this day, um, so actually makes me think of a question that i wanted to ask you um seven and a half (laughs) on a good day and i want you to think about it while i talk about okay my question was going to be who do you feel what is the best live performance you've ever seen in your whole life so that's my question to you okay so on that note i wanted to talk about one of my favorite bands that i don't even know if they're together anymore 
to this day, one of the best life performances I have ever seen in my life. And when we talk about getting in the zone, and this is a great example of the contrast that between a heavy band and not heavy and how you can still get into a performance mm-hmm. is Mute Math. Oh, yeah. So Mute Math, if you listen to Fever 333 and them, I mean, you're looking at a band that's like just straight genius instruments, um, really no distortion or anything like that. And you watch their live performance and it is one of the most spectacular things on the planet. Matter of fact, the best show that I have ever seen in my entire life was them before the new band took over. I got to see them with the original lineup. The best performance hands down I've ever seen in my entire life from how good they sounded to what they were doing on stage to I was just, and it was beautiful because there wasn't a lot of people even watching them. I was just in awe and that's a band that I've always been in awe with musically and, but when you see that live performance, it's not, it's not as good. I'm not going to lie. Especially ever since I got rid of their drummer, um, or he quit. Um, oh, that's right. You told me about that. Yeah. God, that guy was amazing. Like, it's hard for drummers to put on a performance. That guy put on a performance. Yeah. And anyways, go watch videos of Mute Math. <clears throat> yeah. And you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Like, older videos. Like, I'm talking like four or five years old. Um, Dude, you and I have been listening to them since 2007. Their first album. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're fucking incredible. Live show aside, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. They're fucking amazing, amazing band. I'm not a big fan of the latest album that they did with the new lineup. Mm. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's... So, yeah, so that's my my answer to my own question is, hands down, the best live performance I ever saw was was Mute Math. And and the close runner-up second was when I saw the Deftones with like 10 people. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you saw them, Adrenaline. That was yeah. That was I don't literally know anybody when it, aside from you that's seen them. Yeah, that was adrenaline. When, uh, literally, like two weeks after adrenaline came out. Yeah, um, that was amazing. Yeah, but other than that, and that, and I just found that to be amazing because that was the first time I had seen a band go on stage, and there was literally like ten people, and just not give a shit. Yeah, like aside from us, because that was our mentality. Our mentality was two or two thousand. It doesn't matter, it right? Very day. But they just, what I love, it was so weird. What I loved about it is they were so into what they were doing. It was like they just ignored the crowd altogether mm-hmm. because they were just like what you said. They were possessed. They were in that zone. Yeah. And and seeing that was, again, again, also, well, Adrenaline was a great album. But to, seeing that was just, um, it was it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And again, Mute Math is kind of the same thing. When you're watching these guys just get into what they're doing and doing it flawlessly and doing things that are not easy to do. And they're just so into it. Um, it's that's, that's the best. Yeah. I dude, I agree. And that, that's, that's what I love about, um, just music in general, right? You hear, I want to see a good show or, you know, for us, we think heavy bands or what mm-hmm. have you, even though to answer your question, I'll answer it right now. But, um, you know, when somebody is a true musician mm-hmm. right not playing just to play or, or what have you and that's what i love about it that's right. what i love about music period right like i've said it before cheesy as it is music chose me i didn't choose music right this is not there's no that's why i always push us just doing something right um i have to i will play music to the day i die mm-hmm. this is like there's this isn't an option for me to be like uh 
I guess I'm gonna hang it up. No, that will fucking never happen because I have to play. But anyway, um, before I answer your question, so yeah, if anybody knows anybody, six degrees of separation, who knows somebody, who knows the fever, <laughs> if they need a bass player, I well, need to do it. Isn't that bass player like? They don't a, have a bass player. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. So yeah. that's right, because I was gonna say like it's just a like it's a guitar, it's but it sounds three of like bass. But... No, it's just the three of them. Right, that's weird. I guess their bass is a backing track. I oh, don't know. Okay. Not unless the bass player is hidden behind. I don't know, but there is no bass player. Right. There's a bass. There's bass on the albums. Right, right. But there's nobody live. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, dude, I want to play bass for them so bad that I've had an idea of green screening myself into one of their shows and putting it on youtube so they can see what it's like to have a fucking bass player that can handle his own with yeah. them yeah you know what i'm saying that's awesome i i want to play bass for them yeah. they deserve a bass player yeah that's true and they deserve me <laughs> so anybody who knows anybody <laughs> so to answer your question the two of the greatest performances and i say two because they were tied okay my wife and i went to go see dredge i don't I don't even remember. Which one was it? I've seen... Well, well, when we played with them and then also... This was after. With Glassjaw? With Glassjaw. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Glassjaw. And this was at um, Tricky, Tricky Falls. Mm-hmm. Glassjaw fucking... Literally, dude. Jaw-dropping. <laughs> one, of the be- one of the best fucking performances I'd ever seen. Yeah, I forgot about that show. Not to mention the fact Daryl sang to me, man. Like really? Were, he started singing the lyric. What fuck? My wife knows the song. It is. Yeah, it's over. You can bet in mid. Oh yeah. And that part came on. I jumped up and I started singing. And he turned around and he pointed at me. And we sang with each other. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Second, second favorite show I've ever been to. Warp Tour. Um, fucking Poison the Well. First time I'd ever seen Poison the Well. Really? Yeah. My wife was a trooper that day. I love her for even putting up with me that day. She hates poison the well. She had a tooth infection, fucking sunburn, but she sucked it up so we could watch poison the well. Were you with me when we uh, went and when I spoke to the guys from Poison the Well? Gave them an Ashling CD. This was at one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They played with Cursive and Thursday and, and the Bled. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. I know. I dude. The scene, the blood. That's when I saw the blood for the first time. Mm-hmm. They at that time they were in my all time top five bands. Mm-hmm. They still are, but of of hardcore music, right? Um, but yeah, that was that was I at remember, club. It was at club one hundred one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great show. Seeing Poison the Well. That po- was the only time I saw Poison the Well. Poison the Well did great that night, but the day they played the Warp Tour, dude, fuck man, really, I was just like. I could not believe one that I was actually seeing them because mm-hmm. they are definitely in my top right of all time. Right. Two. I I don't know. I can't even describe it. I was like, dude, like a fucking deer in the headlights. See, I'm really glad I asked this question because I would I never knew either one of those. Like I never knew that you saw those as being your favorite life performances. Oh, this is incredible. I mean, I was I was I was not there for the Poison the Well Warp Tour one, yeah. but um, I've seen them perform but i never knew that especially about the glass jaw one i never yeah. knew that that was that was a really good show yeah i remember i wasn't even i was up on the the little uh, the balcony, balcony thing. section yeah. yeah that's right because i was i i was um i was backstage i got to to meet those guys whatever yeah. and you were up there and i had jason with me we were on the on the floor yeah oh okay yeah that was a great show oh, dredge was great too but although when we played with dredge I mean, 
I, I have that. I still, the, the time that we played with them here in El Paso, yeah. like that, I still have that video somewhere. I, f- we f- I, I filmed, so. I filmed the entire, yeah. their entire performance. And uh, Code 7 that night too, right? Or you didn't Some film? of Code 7, or maybe it was reverse. Maybe it was all of Code 7 and some of Dredge. But I filmed those performances like, that was too great. Amazing. Um, probably underrated some of the most underrated bands on the planet the fact that we got to play with dredge and code seven on the same night at this shithole yeah. that used to be called nakey stadium in el paso texas and it was like literally a sports bar that had like this little dance area and their stage was fucking three inches off the floor like it was i think there was maybe maybe a hundred people there yeah. that night you remember fucking how that maybe. show came to happen right uh, i was drunk a lot back then i don't remember much <laughs> i was looking at touring schedules and i saw that there was a gap between mm. uh, i think they were going like phoenix to like austin mm-hmm. and at the time if you remember we were working with chris hate oh yeah, yeah. i forgot about that dude so chris hate was like a manager booking agent whatever you want to call it uh and i called him up i was like dude you need to get this like they have a day off you need to see if you can get them in for a day and he was hesitant because he didn't know who the hell they were yeah i was like dude just trust me they're gonna do great only thing is you you need to put us on that fucking show and he was just like all right let me look into it he was like are you sure and i was like yes dude do it and i mean yeah and he ended up doing even even though there was only 100 people that place was used to seeing like five on a freaking tuesday night yeah exactly um and so yeah that was he made it happen and that was just amazing i remember and uh strata oh fucking that's right strata played that night dude that guy eric whatever his last name is i used to play xbox oh no no it was the guitar player for code seven we used to like play xbox together and and one of the dudes from strata you didn't think to say hey i'm in a band no that he knows that's how we met Scott, it's a, it's a, I'm shocked that we're not signed because you're just so blase about these fuckers. You're like, well, whatever, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> we used to play, I think it was Call of Duty together. Oh and, my God. And that's how we met. We would talk after that show and all that stuff. And then we kept in touch. And um, yeah. I remember I blew off the, because I didn't know what they looked <laughs> yeah. like. Right? You blew off who? <laughs> so we're going to be here a while if I got to name that list. <laughs> um, Back then, right, MTV was start slowly starting to die out. I think Dredge had a couple of videos out, but I think this was during the time of El Cielo, so they had like that weird um, claymation video. For, oh, that was for, that's the that's how I found out about Dredge yeah. was through that video. I found out about them before, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, what I'm getting at is it, we were in the back. I used to smoke back then. I was I, I didn't have a lighter. Yeah, and I was in the behind outside where all the buses were at, at uh, Nike Stadium, and I kept asking everybody. And this dude walked up, was passing by me with long hair, and I'm like, "Hey, man, do you have a lighter?" And he starts, "Um, uh, and he wanted to like give me some. I was like, "Fucking whatever, dude." And I took off. <laughs> An hour later, it's a singer of Dredge, and I'm like, oh, "I just fucking blew this guy off." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that guy. Those guys are just phenomenal. Oh man, uh, every didn't he like jump up and put his head into the ceiling during that show was it that night i think so like I remember. and he was like hanging from the ceiling like he actually poked a hole into like the tile i could have sworn it was that night that it, and it was him that did that i think uh i think the beer started kicking in right around their set so i, 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 I wanted our singer to do it but he couldn't reach <laughs> <laughs> vertically challenged my friend he's cute though um 
but yeah, good times. Anyways, you um, you want to get into the shack because we're we were last time we were like let's start it early and now it's like how long we've been here? Almost an hour. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the shack. All right. So welcome to another segment of the shack. So like I've told everybody, I want to bring light to people who I feel deserve it. Right. Sometimes they're gonna be. Well, I, I try not to bring, like, the people with millions of fucking listeners. And, like, obviously, you know, someone knows somebody who knows these people, right? And um, as I mentioned earlier, our musical palette is all over the place. So I, I try to just bring some diversity, right? So, like, two, three weeks ago, I was doing my normal digital crate digging. And I came across this guy named Wulu. W-U-L-U. Mm-hmm. So, again... Last time was Zulu. Now, oh yeah, no shit. Now it's Wulu. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. So, the name drew me in, right? I'm a name guy. If it's got a weird name, I'm going to check them out. So I pulled it up. I started listening to it, and I was absolutely floored. Now everyone knows I'm I'm an old school hip hop head. I love the boom bap, right? I love um, I love jazz. I love all these different types of music, and he brings them all in, right? So he's from London. Um, I think he's currently signed to... London. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's currently signed to Warp Records. And again, for people who are into electronic music, Warp Records is one of my favorite record labels. They have Nightmares on Wax, one of my favorite groups, Perfuse 73, Square Pusher, just to name a few that are on that label. Um so his sound is really lo-fi at times, with psychedelic guitars at times, got the boom bap, and then out of nowhere, he hits you with a fucking full-on punk song. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then it's like alternative, like 90s alternative at times. He has girl singers. It's it's crazy. So the first song I heard was a song called South. I fell in love with it, and I said, okay, why do I love this song? So I heard it four or five times, and it it's literally, if you all remember the band Cake from mm-hmm. the 90s. Oh, yeah. So it's they were great. Cake meets beck right Mm. yeah it's kind of weird and then the chorus kicks in and it's not like real musically heavy but there's distortion Mm -hmm. and this guy starts fucking screaming like emo screaming right and of course that gave me fucking cosquillos on my on the back of my head right i'm like what the fuck and then at the end of it this girl everyone knows how much i love female singers starts rapping at the end of it that's so, a weird uh, dude, I know, and I was like, dude, I am fucking in. So I did a little more more searching. Um, I listened to a lot of his stuff on Spotify, and then I move on to the videos. So I saw this video for a song called "Time," straight up, old school punk rock, '90s alternative vibe. A fucking video of these dudes just skating, and that's what I loved about War- that's what I love about Warped Record is like a lot of electronic. They they take a chance on all these weird musicians right, right? Mm-hmm. so um yeah i'm in love with them wulu w-l-u well w space L- w-u space yeah. l-u yeah so if you're into that weird hodgepodge of fucking music well you had me at lo-fi i love yeah. lo-fi music oh no me too man yeah he'll have like these really pretty just fucking guitar parts just just lo-fi real fucking pretty singing so that's that's interesting because I love when artists 
do it right. They mm. mix genres, but they do it right. Yeah. So, like, for example, you told me about Zulu last time. Yeah. Which I loved, by the way. Absolutely loved. And when you had talked about how they transition into these weird, like, R&B sounding, I didn't understand it, didn't get it. Um, and then I heard it and I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. Like it's right? just done at the right moment. It sounds great. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and it just adds that extra piece to their, yeah. to their art. And yeah. so, um, I'm, I'm excited. Like this one sounds like really cool. Like, yeah. So if you guys are going to start off the two songs that are just completely fucking polar opposites of each other, a song called South and then a song called Time. And then you're going to be like, dude, is this the same fucking guy? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. I absolutely love it. I can't stop listening to him. So how do you feel about... So one of my favorite artists groups, they're like a duo, is Odessa. Oh, which, love them. Like, yeah. My wife hates them. Not hates them. She just like... She can't get into it. Really? Yeah. She can't get into it because she's... She's not big on electronic, especially instrumental electronic music, especially that can be repetitive at times. Yeah. But my question is, is that what I love about them is that they bring in random guest singers yeah. on some of their tracks. Yeah. And so, I mean, that become that's becoming more and more of a thing now yeah. to just like, just bring in guests. How do you feel about that? I, I love it. I, what I used to, okay, look, the reason why I love it. It's like you said, it breaks up the monotony, especially in electronic music. Sometimes it does get very redundant, right? Mm -hmm. The same, well, tss, tss, the whole fucking song. And, you know, coming from, you know, we're 90s kids. I used to love trance music and drum and bass. And, like, so that shit's very repetitive, right? But I still love it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought about that when you said trans music. I thought about the meme that oh, said you. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's no. <laughs> okay. You keep, what does he say? The you can't tell me that the whole or Siberian orchestra is trans. <laughs> There's no way the whole Siberian orchestra is trans. <laughs> the guy from uh, Sopranos. That uh, is so good, dude. Uh, I've never laughed so hard at a fucking meme that before. Was dude. Literally one of my favorite memes Eric, dude, I've ever seen. Eric, thank you for sending that to Paul and letting him show it to me. <laughs> so you t there's no way. That whole Siberian district. Dude, <laughs> just read it. Where is it? I think. Let me find it. Um, no, but yeah, I, I, while you're looking it up, I love it. I love it. You know what I used to love about, I again, you know, I, I have to just keep saying it because I love saying it. I'm an old school hip hop head. If you're a true hip hop fan, you love Black Eyed Peas from the beginning. I'm talking about their first two albums. Yeah, see, a lot of people have no idea Yes. How their their beginnings were. Yes. Yes. And they always had different female vocalists, right? One of my favorite all-time female vocalists, actually, she's my number two on my top list of female vocalists is an artist by the name of Estero. She's fucking amazing. Right. She came out on, on their second album, right? And they had, uh, I forgot the other ones, but there was always different girls coming in. So when they brought Fergie in and only kept Fergie, it fucking pissed me off so bad, dude. Because the sprinkle of different artists was just incredible, incredible. Yeah, right. I remember you always you always talked about her back in the day, and you were always a big Black Eyed Peas. Oh, fan. dude, their first two albums, dude. Oh my god. It's because people, when they think of Black Eyed Peas, they think about those hit songs that they had. All the bullshit. And, yeah, yeah. All the, the stupid songs. Stuff. But yeah. Their beginnings were not like that at, at all. all. They are true, true fucking MCs, dude. Um, Taboo. Uh, the um, I think he's Filipino. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's like one of my all-time favorite MCs, dude. His like he is highly, highly underrated in that fucking band. Like they need to put him on the forefront. The other two guys, he schools them on rapping. Nah, right. don't you just got me you just got a sister started, man. Now you're making me mad. Oh yeah. Ain't no fucking way that whole Siberian orchestra is trans. <laughs> Dude, Dude that's what it said. Sorry, I got, he put the picture up and I just started fucking. I went into character right away. <laughs> the best. Ain't no fucking way. And then it's way. funny because you can hear him saying yeah. that too. Like, oh god, I don't even best. know who that is, but it's like he's one of your Italian. uncles. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I just yeah. hear your family fucking yelling. Yeah. At me. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way that was so good. Yeah, that that made me uh, that made me laugh quite a bit. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yes. So I love it. Yeah, and and um, again, um, when I think of Black Eyed Peas, I think about you used to listen to them all the time. Yeah, and I used to think about how it was just it was there was very few mainstream catchy like you hear now. It was like straight up hip hop like, yeah um and as uh, the way they progressed is good it's good for them i mean they became yeah. like uber famous yeah um but it's not the it's black eyed peas exactly it's not how they started it's not what they represented represented at the time when they were coming up like these guys were real mcs real b-boys right they fucking break dancers mm-hmm. mcs like they, they were they were the epitome of fucking b-boy what what really turned me on to them? They weren't the first to do it, but um, like the Roots, right? The Roots have always had an actual live band, mm-hmm. which is what I fucking love about right. it. Black Eyed Peas did the same thing. Their live band was was called the Beat Pharmacy, and their bass players, <laughs> stupid man, fucking amazing. That's what really drove me to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But anyway, I was thinking about the Roots the other day and how man those guys they fell into like what they do is dude like i was thinking about like you show up to work every day to just play yeah like on the jimmy fallon show yeah like because those guys yeah i mean those they were they're amazing like i remember you used to listen to them a lot too oh still do and but just how they fell into that gig like that's the greatest freaking gig on the planet that just goes to show that who i don't know if it was jimmy fallon's idea or what whoever put that show together has real fucking taste Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because it wasn't Real. just like a bunch of random musicians that they got to yeah, play. Yeah, they like, said, let's get the fucking roots on here yeah. and pay them to do it every fucking day. And that is the greatest gig on the planet. Yeah. Like, I was I was literally watching Jimmy Fallon like about a week ago, and that's all I kept thinking about. Yeah. It's like, you, you play like a five-second little blip in between transitions. Yeah. Like, how great is that? I know. And then it's like, all right, uh, we're done for the day. See you later. And they probably get paid tons of money for it. And speaking of the roots, in the hip hop world, yes, he's fucking highly admired and praised, right? But Quest Love is an amazing fucking drummer. Oh, yeah. The things that guy does with a hi-hat snare and a kick drum, Mm -hmm. it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Every single one of those guys is like a top-notch musician. Yeah. Um, and I think they still play shows, right? And I think they still do music. Uh, maybe it's not to the level that they once did. Yeah. You know who else is very uh, disappeared? And I was thinking about this. And they had like a, a period of like extreme fame. And then there was some shit that came up. And then now he's gone. But one of the best albums I've ever heard in my entire life. Do you know what I'm going to say? Kid Rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
oh no like oh my god dude um CeeLo Green. Oh, dude. Uh, uh, what was the first? God. <sighs> oh, uh, Narls Barkley. Yeah, Narls Barkley. Yes. That album was fucking incredible. Oh, my God, dude. Incredible. From the beginning to the end, one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Saint and, Anger. Oh, was it Saint? Yeah, Anger? yeah, yeah. Is that the name of the song? Mm-hmm. Oh, that song is fucking. Oh wait, incredible. no, no, no. That's that's Metallica. That's Metallica. Yeah, Saint <laughs> Saint something or other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I love about the see, here we go. <clears throat> I don't just love something and just fucking leave it at that, right? Right. He hooked up with fucking um, Danger Mouse, who's an amazing fucking producer. Mm. He put out one of the world's greatest hip-hop albums to this very day. He did a collaboration with uh, MF Doom, and they called it Danger Doom. Mm -hmm. Dude, fucking Danger Mouse is an incredible producer. Mm -hmm. And CeeLo Green and his fucking and Danger Mouse's music together, amazing. That album was fucking ridiculous. Really? Yeah. I've never... What, the Niles Barkley? No, no. Oh, the MF Doom one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying Niles Barkley's project is... That project is so amazing because mm. oh, Danger he, Mouse is a he fucking... he produced that yeah. album. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that... Oh, gosh, man. There's just so much to that album that I love. And it's one of those that, like, when I go back and listen, I have to listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah absolutely man saint, I, was it saint elsewhere yeah there you go something yeah there you go um but it you know what ended up happening was well he became ridiculously famous um from the CeeLo green stuff yeah and then uh i think there was like he was sexual accusations of like sexual, oh was he yeah yeah he like the actual like like straight up like rape like <clears throat> accusations or something and he just went into hiding and dude doesn't well, exist bef- before he went on his own he was uh i think he was a part of the goody mob which is another amazing hip-hop group from the 90s oh really was it goody yeah it wasn't mob deep i think it was goody mob mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't mob deep for sure mm-hmm. it was goody mob i think yeah yeah but i mean i don't know why hearing you talk about that stuff just made me think of that album and just i don't know yeah i guess because it was around that same time that i was you know like well me i was listening to the roots and stuff like that yeah. so but uh all right yeah, today else? was a little different. I like that today was all about music. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, the beginning, yeah. the second half. <laughs> yeah, and your geriatric ways or... fucking ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I need. I, I. I need to seriously, agent. I, I. I need. I need to lose weight, and I need your help. Okay, look. We're about. We like challenging each other. Yeah. Right? I was gonna save it closer to the time, but so. Do you want to do band challenges this one or next one? Let's do next one. Okay. So what I was going to propose, but I was going to do it on in our February podcast, right? So I'm religious, mm-hmm. right? Catholic. I partake in um, Lent. Mm-hmm. So I use Lent. It's like a... I use it to my advantage, right? Yes, I'm pleasing God. I'm giving up what I need to give up. But I take it to my advantage and... Because the one person I'm afraid of and I don't want to make mad is God. So if I make him a promise, it's not going to happen, yeah. right? Especially during Lent, because you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. So I always give up a bunch of shit. I give up carbs. I give up sugar. Like, that's how I... But I use that to my advantage to kickstart my summer training, right? Mm-hmm. To get summer ready. So what I want to propose is for 40 days and 40 nights, I'm going to give up my sugar. I'll give up everything. But I will go straight vegan. 
for 40 days and 40 nights, if you fucking work out, your challenge is fitness for 40 days and 40 nights. So I have to work out every day for 40 days? No, no. You, I mean, your, your cute little bones can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> but you need, to, you need to start working out. Okay. My challenge to you for that month yeah. is working out and losing weight. Okay, gonna, how, what are, what are my goal. limitations here? What are my, uh, my parameters? We just need to get you to lose weight. That's what your that's what your goal right. is. But it, so like, you, but I'm saying like three times a week. That's gonna be on you. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna put you on weights. I'm not gonna put you. We're gonna do a little bit of everything. So right? day one and day forty push ups. That's it. <laughs> one a day. <laughs> no man. I mean that to me that's the challenge. I will go straight. And, what if? Wait a minute. Okay. And I had told you it was gonna because I I told you I wanted to bring this up. Mm-hmm. I texted you a few days ago. Um. <clears throat> And it's something that we both drag our feet on. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to try veganism. Mm-hmm. You want to get back into shape. Mm-hmm. What better way than, you know, I got to put in a good word to the man for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing something too, God. Right. He's doing something too. Just, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I, I like it. But I think, okay, so what if we did this? And you correct me if I'm wrong because you're the exercise guy. I feel like I don't exercise. I work out. We, we repeatedly <laughs> had this conversation. You're the you're the buff guy. So, what if I do the working out right? Yeah. But I stick like give me a challenge. Like for example, like back in the day when I was in boxing, I used to do a lot of squats. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that challenge where it was like a 30 day challenge. How many squats you could do? I think by the 30th day, I was doing like like. In less, and it was in, in 10 minutes, how many you can do in 10 minutes. Yeah, and I think 100. by the 30th day, I was doing like 200. I, clocked, I did like 260 squats in like 10 minutes. Yeah. So give me something like that. Like, okay, okay. you got to do something every day for 40 days for 10 minutes. So I'll exercise and I'll do that on top of it. Yeah. So it's like, that's consistent. Okay. So I can see, I can, I can tell you and I can tell our listeners like my progress right okay like, okay yeah. you're gonna do a push-up as many push-ups as you can do every day for 40 days and so like okay. right now i could probably do six <laughs> <laughs> i could do six with my pinkies i know <laughs> okay yeah i'll think about it we okay. have time it's just you know you you um you brought it up now so i figured yeah. when does lent start uh this year it's march 2nd oh right before my birthday fuck i know dude fuck. and it sucks so bad for me because your birthday is the fifth aiden's birthday is the ninth mm-hmm. and he loves going to fucking these amazing restaurants and i can't eat anything yeah you know you'll be surprised though when it comes to how many restaurants are now open to the whole vegan stuff well, again here's the thing i'm going straight vegetable i'm not gonna touch a carb oh, okay. so as it is for lent regardless i give up all bread no, no actually i just gave up sugars mm-hmm. right all my sweets mm-hmm. right that's what i give up but the past i think i started last year i went on to fucking i cut out carbs i cut out sugar so it's literally i'm just eating meat and vegetables for fucking 40 days and 40 nights and wow so you're going hardcore i can't even do that what just to go straight veggie yeah oh yeah you can't you're do gonna that. do it do it again to me if you're looking at veganism from a healthy standpoint mm-hmm. not a moral standpoint right to me the bread is killing the healthy part right yeah i could see that you that's I mean? that's my biggest thing is i not only do i eat a lot of bread i eat a lot of sugars yeah because sugar comes from a plant so sugar is like, amazing <laughs> yeah i mean i eat way too many sugar too much sugar like what i love doing and it's actually probably pretty healthy when i think about it 
but I've actually kind of gotten sick of it. I like getting a big freaking thing of peanut butter, mm. and then I put coconut Cool Whip on top. Whoa. It's actually really healthy if you think about it, but it still has sugar. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. I end up putting more than a spoonful. I put like a whole bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally supposed to be just a spoonful. Well, and then peanut butter is the bowl. fucking best though, dude. And, um, but like there are places here. Um, there's a couple, like there's a place on central kind of downtown called Savage Goods. Is that what it's called? Savage Goods? Yeah. Everything, everything from their burritos to their bakery, everything's vegan. Hmm. So they have the most amazing vegan cakes and oh god, it's, it's so amazing. I see. I don't, well, like I said, to me, if if we're talking health purposes solely, all the bread and shit kill the health for me. So yeah. I'm going, I'm going <clears throat> head going on hardcore. Yeah, but what I'm gonna do to, to challenge myself a little bit, and again, for people who don't know, when you when you do when you're on a caloric deficit, right? That means you cut your calories. Mm-hmm. Your fucking numbers go down hard. Oh, right, like right. You, you, Especially what, that, that magic mark, uh, I always stuck to it, was 1,200 calories yeah. a day. But you go from curling fucking 55, 65 pounds mm-hmm. to 35 oh, pounds I see what feeling you're s- fucking heavy. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to challenge myself to keep my numbers up. I see what I'm you're gonna, saying. I'm going to challenge myself to keep all my lifts as heavy as I can. Because normally... I know I'm. I know I cut out sugar. I cut out bread. So I know. I said, okay. So I'm not going to lift heavy. So I'm just going to do more of a, more of a bodybuilding style regimen with some cardio and this and that. Mm-hmm. But this time around, I'm going to try to keep all my lifts as heavy as possible. I'm just going to oh. fight through the fatigue and push them out. Chickpeas, man. Chickpeas have tons of protein. No, no, no. Yeah, pro- yeah. No, I know how to get my protein from the vegetables. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying because I'm I'm killing. The meat. I'm yeah, yeah. There's the no bread. Your, your energy is low yeah, because of no carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. Which remember the time I got really sick because I had no <laughs> carbohydrates for like a year. You're always sick. I know, <laughs> man. I had like no carbohydrates for an entire year, and I started to look like super emaciated and like yeah, like big uh, time. People were like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, nothing. I hadn't had carbs for like a year. I lost a ton of weight though. You did a ton of weight. Yeah. Um, but that's the scary part about doing extreme shit like that because then you see your numbers or you know the weight's falling off and you're like oh, i could fuck but dude it comes back so it comes back quicker than losing it mm-hmm. losing it takes fucking forever mm-hmm. two cheat days that motherfucker's gonna skyrocket right i mean it's like right now like i said i'm 211 but i know it's not 211 of fat right i've been lifting heavy my fucking um um I'm retaining a lot of water, right? Mm-hmm. Because of all the salt that I've been fucking ym, eating. Yeah, you know what I mean? Problem. Yeah. Yeah. So this it's isn't like fat. This is all water retention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all my shit's just fucking up right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. One of the things, the hardest things for me, aside from sugar, um, is like, and, and I, I get upset with myself because I don't drink very much at all. Mm-hmm. But I love to have a beer here and there. And yeah. I, but I, I know that's one of the worst things in the world for you. And in terms of health, mm-hmm. you don't think so? No. I, doesn't it like completely kill like, like if you're, let's say you're on a diet and you have a beer, like doesn't it just completely ruin everything for well, like at least 48 hours? See, here's the thing, right? Science, fitness, and diets have come so far along right like people nowadays hear diet and this is what i try to tell everybody i train they automatically want to tell me okay so yesterday i started eating chicken chicken and broccoli Mm 
<laughs> fucking why? Yeah. Well, that's what that you're supposed to do. That's not what you're fucking supposed to do. Right. So I look at my brother, for example. When you know how to manipulate your calories and your workouts, you know what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So like Gussie, my brother's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. He's cut, big and buff, but he drinks every weekend. Oh, that's true. But why does he drink every weekend? Come Friday night, he cuts he's all the press from all the fucking <laughs> exercise. <laughs> no. Okay, say so why can't he drink every weekend? Because he knows how to manipulate his numbers and say, okay, tonight I'm gonna fucking go to town on this beer. Mm-hmm. So all day long, and starting Friday night, I'm gonna eat nothing but salad, real light, just to compensate for my my carbs on Saturday night. Does he listen to this podcast? No. He shouldn't go down on that go to town on that beer. He needs to go to town on, <laughs> on this. I miss you. If you do listen, Gus, I miss you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can spoke to you yesterday. I'm tired of you. But you see what I mean though? Yeah. It's about, yeah, I see what you're saying. And I tell people, every time I train people, I'm like, look, man, right now it's about portion control and tapering shit off. Right. So you went from fucking you're at three thousand calories, we're gonna get you down to two thousand calories of what you eat, mm-hmm. but now you have to be cognizant of what you're putting in your mouth. So you have to look at the label and say, Okay, I want three Oreos. So it's that fine balance between right. I'm gonna burn a thousand calories later on. So if my regular intake is two thousand calories, I know I can actually eat three thousand. That's why I eat whatever I want. Right. I don't eat chicken and broccoli because mm-hmm. I I do intermittent fasting. I save all my calories for one fucking meal. Right. And I have my hamburger. I have my enchiladas because I can. Yeah. I wasn't eating all fucking day long and then I throw in another <clears throat> 2,000 calories of fucking hamburger. No. But it doesn't scare you because I think about, uh, what was his name? I think he died. Well, he had like 10 heart attacks in one day because he used to do that, but he would get his calories from cheeseburgers buff ripped big dude i can't remember his name big burly black guy uh not ronnie coleman ronnie coleman's still alive i don't know but like he was like the epitome of fitness but he he needed so many calories because he worked Mm -hmm. out so hard he would eat all his calories eating cheeseburgers and then he ended up not realizing that oh shit like this is fucking me up internally yeah but you're forgetting one key component there oh steroids steroids you think that i know for a fact that's what it is Mm. your heart is a muscle when I you need, put, I need some steroids. I tell you what, if my wife left me tomorrow, that's the first thing I'm doing. She's really? the only reason why I don't do it. The reason I need steroids though is like my balls are too big. Because <laughs> don't they shrink your balls supposedly? I I don't know. I need some shrinkage going on there because they're just too big and they're starting to hang. What? <laughs> Not about getting buff. It's about shrinking my balls. <laughs> I want to shrink, not grow, <laughs> but my ball sack. <laughs> Oh, dude, your heart is a muscle. Yeah. Steroids affect your muscle. Your muscle grows. It contracts. It's lean. No, dude. That's mm. 100% has nothing to do with the fucking cheeseburger. Really? Guaranteed. Really? Dude, how is it that there's somebody who's five, 600 pounds, uh-huh. eats seven cheeseburgers a day, and they're fucking fine? That guy was probably... I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of it. Was it Dexter? Anyway, that guy was probably just not on steroids steroids combination of hgh which is human growth hormone Mm -hmm. possibly a a testosterone replacement therapy of some sort yeah dude there's no fucking way that's from cheeseburgers guaranteed wow fact i can see i can see how steroids would play a role have you ever seen that that documentary uh where those guys are wrestlers oh bigger better faster yeah oh you know that guy died right oh the brother yeah 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 but have you seen the um 
the the baby brother they they called him Smelly in the documentary. Mm-hmm. He's a he's huge on uh on um YouTube. Oh, okay. Mark Bell. Yeah, he did a, he did another documentary. I was actually taking a course. Uh, for I don't remember what it was, but they made us watch. Is it the pharmaceutical the pharmaceutical one? one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's when I found out that his brother had died or whatever. Yeah, Mad Dog, right? The yeah. older brother. Yeah. But but doesn't that isn't the argument in that documentary that steroids aren't bad? It is, but like anything in life, anything in excess is bad for you. Yeah. Like you can, I can, I can go on steroids tomorrow, come off of them in a month. And I probably won't have long-term effects. So explain to me how too much dick is bad. It's not. Let me tell you something, my friend. When God kisses you on the forehead and gives you a gift, that's what it looks like. <laughs> that's the one exception. That's the one exception. That That is life-saving, as a matter of fact. Look, your stress levels go down. Serotonin levels go up up like crazy <laughs> that's true it's a workout when you're on a dick high i mean you lose calories it. right yeah, i tell you what there there we go 40 days and 40 nights <laughs> straight giving dick <laughs> count me in i'll do 80 days and 80 nights if you want me to <laughs> i'm already on on day like six thousand right. something Did, didn't we start 26 years ago <laughs> exactly <laughs> how many hours in 26 years oh my god all um, right everybody yeah that was a good way to yeah end. oh absolutely you can never go wrong with a dick joke <laughs> ever <laughs> all right everybody thank you again for tuning in um keep an eye out for our january 14th release for tragic landing yes. i'm sure paul is handling all that already next friday yeah and um remember to check out wooloo not zulu that was last month or last week w u space l u wooloo yep, Woo-loo. yep. So, awesome Till next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.